Well, hello to all of our Loudwater Outfitters community out there. Hope everyone's doing good so far this week. Thank you for taking the time to stop by and join us. This is the Loudwater Outfitters podcast, hosted by myself, the Palmetto Sleuth. So again, thank you all for taking time to join the show today. Uh, got a few things to tell you about, but real quickly, this one case we're going to talk about today is about Karen Adams. It's going to be out of the Independence Township up in Pennsylvania. Uh, actually, this March 12th, so roughly a couple more weeks, will be 16 years that this lady has been missing. So we're going to just go over a few of the basics about it, discuss a little bit, tell you a little bit of what uh, Michael and I had to do with it, and then we'll kind of roll on from there. But a couple quick things. Uh, let's see. Michael should be back. You're watching this podcast. It's March 1st. Hey, March 1st, seven more days of my birthday, March 8th. In case anybody wants to get me you know, a couple lottery tickets, doesn't really matter. But, uh, but yeah, he should be back the 3rd or the 4th, I believe, which would be Friday or Saturday. So looking forward to that. Kind of be able to jump back into things. Uh, quick thing, I know I haven't been on the Facebook much at all last couple weeks. I've been, some of you probably sitting there thinking, well, I'm ignoring or I'm ghosting. No, just had medical issue with somebody, and I have just been completely unavailable due to having to help this person with a whole lot of whole lot of things physically that I just couldn't really do for themselves. So I just have not been able to keep the phone in my hand or computer in my face because I've just had to take care of them, make sure everything was good there. Uh, I may have put a thing or a few things here or there, or you may have seen me edit a couple things on like on my, my Palmetto Facebook or what have you. But that's mainly just been due to like three o'clock in the morning and hey, now I'm wide awake. Nothing's going on. I got a few minutes and I just thought of something. Hey, let's just knock this out. But uh, I did a little experimenting with my last episode of my Palmetto Sleuth podcast. Uh, I say last episode for season one and was able to do a couple things, trying to do some little bit of editing. And I posted that to the Palmetto Sleuth YouTube, just kind of testing it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Because that's actually pretty much what I'm going to be doing with the uh, episodes for Loudwater when we got the second channel started, start putting all the video portion of the podcast on there. I wanted to use mine to kind of test a few things and, you know, because it's kind of hard because I do the audio right here with my roadcaster and this mic. Obviously, I don't use the audio on the camera because it would sound kind of like you're in a hollow shell or something. So it's been hit or miss kind of trying to link them up perfectly because <laughs> I thought the uh, the uh, editing software I had would do the automatic link. Maybe it does. I just haven't found it yet. I've only been using it for about three months, so still learning, but hey, I think we're getting better. But uh, looking forward to getting those. I've got three or four, well, actually five episodes, and this will be number six, so Get all that ready to go, and we'll start. Uh, we'll start posting them on that second channel. So it'll give you all a chance to uh, to see things along with the hearing part of it, or kind of putting a, a face with a voice and things of that nature. And that'll give you an opportunity too on on that channel that if you want to comment on it, you can go directly. You know, subscribe to that Loudwater Outfitters number two. You can. Uh, like I said, go on there. You, you you can comment on the case that we're talking about, or you know if you got some ideas or or what have you. You know you'll be able to do that directly. So that'll be kind of a cool thing doing that. So, but anyway, guys, uh, hopefully, like I said, Mikey gets back. We'll jump in and got a 
few plays I know we need to uh, get to work on, so we'll see how quickly we're going to be able to do that. A uh, few other things I know. Let's see. It's almost springtime. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. We're definitely excited about that. Uh, I know I pre-recorded this, but we had one of the days was like just dull, dreary, and overcast, and then the next day was just bright, beautiful sunshine, so... I'm so ready for springtime. I love winter, which is kind of odd. I absolutely love cool weather. I, I don't like sweating. I, I hate doing that. That's why I, I don't like, I absolutely abhor the summertime. But looking forward to some spring weather, a little bit warmer, but, hope, you know, cool breeze and start to see everything bloom and come back to life again. So definitely looking forward to that and kind of get us ramped up to get out here to start doing some more stuff with, uh, with loud water and doing some searches and things, so. But, again, appreciate everybody's patience. I know some of y'all probably just like, man, y'all need to get back on the stick. But <laughs> we're about to, I promise you. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll get all that going. Uh, haven't – there's a couple things we were working on. I'm not 100 – he and I haven't really been able to talk a whole lot because, you know, I think it's a slight bit of a time difference. You know, and I, I apparently he's got some crazy hours, but then this whole – thing with with the personal with, with the medical thing so but not 100 percent sure which one we're going to jump on knowing mikey we're probably going to do about three or four at once so <laughs> he was i know he'll want to get caught back up but hey looking forward to it because you know we, we need to get back on the stick and get some more family some help and hopefully go from there so again appreciate everybody's patience but most importantly appreciate everybody's support and just the way everyone is just always so positive about things makes us feel like you know we are doing the right thing headed in the right direction so again you know to just keep supporting us keep helping us spread the word you know spread our channels to get people to like and follow because again it helps us build towards what we're trying to do in the long run so again appreciate everybody thank you so much so what we're going to do is jump right into this and i got some of her information pulled up right here so Make it a lot easier. So, again, her, her name is Karen Sue Adams out of the Independence Township, which is in Pennsylvania. Uh, Miss Adams was 54 at the time of her disappearance. She'd been 54. She had a, she's white female, uh, brown hair, green eyes, uh, about five foot four, 120 pounds. Now, they did say, or at least at the time, that she tended to have long curly hair around her shoulders. And they're saying, you know, pierced ears, but I'm just assuming your normal, regular pierced ears like most ladies like to do. Looked at a couple of pictures. I didn't see any extra piercings, but not the most clear picture either. So, I mean, you know, hey, we're human. I may have missed something there. But it just looks like, you know, just your standard pierced ears. Uh, she, we, we went up there a few weeks ago. And, and uh, met up with a Miss Terry. She she's kind of followed this case and a couple others, and she had kind of had a lot of ideas of her own. Because the biggest thing is her vehicle was missing, also. So typically, when so, especially in something this old, someone's still missing and the car still missing. That more than that that vehicle, unless just something horribly foul play has happened. It's been some kind of an accident. That, that vehicle has gone off into a, like a very deep area where it's just 
like a ravine where people just don't normally or are unable to get to, or it's some type of waterway issue. She was driving a 2005 Suzuki Forenza four-door. If you're not sure what those are, obviously you can Google, but they, they are a, a very small car, a, a very lightweight car. Uh, and what I may try to do is put this up on this channel, or I say on this channel, I'll try to put this up on this uh, video, a picture of it. Won't be the actual car, but it'll give you an idea of what the vehicle looks like. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I remember these vehicles having been an automotive field for several, several years. It, it's a very small vehicle. It's, you know, probably about the size of like a Toyota Corolla or a Honda Civic. Something like that. It kind of squared off. It actually resembles more of like a, uh, like about the same year range, maybe a little bit newer, but kind of shaped like an Elantra, like a, a Hyundai Elantra, something like that. But like I said, just a little square. But, but again, subcompact, like, you know, your Corollas, your, uh, 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 doggone it, Honda Civics, cars of that size. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, We'll do a screenshot picture of this, and, and I'll put this uh, here in the video. But, yes, yeah, so one of the things that she liked to do and that we were informed of is she, she enjoyed gambling. Uh, we do know that she lived with her brother, and my understanding is pretty much really didn't have any other family uh, other than her brother. Uh, like, again, said, you know, she, she liked to gamble, so there was a – what they call the Mountaineer Rest Track and Casino, which was in what they call Hancock County. Uh, that, it, it was approximately, because Mike and I actually drove that route, not quite an hour away, but that the, where, where the, uh, the casino was, that was in West Virginia. Now, you got to think, you know, uh, Pennsylvania, West Virginia and Ohio, that they all kind of there's like a little trifecta right there where, where they all kind of intersect with each other. So, it, like, like I said, it, it wasn't a horribly far drive. I think we did it in less than an hour. Uh, my understanding is she was there for approximately. She's basically there like all afternoon, all evening, roughly you know about thirteen hours or so. Uh, they did have on security camera where she left roughly around. Now, now there was a time change, but, you know, some are saying this time it was really this time, you know, not, not necessarily that, that big of a deal. But basically around 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning it, it is when she left, and she was seen on security camera in the parking lot leaving. And fr from there... No one ever heard from her or seen her again. Uh, you know, some of the, the the highways that were there, there was a, I'm trying to remember, the ones that we drove. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to pull this up right here. Yes, yeah, so leaving the Mountaineer Casino would have hit Highway 2. And so we drove that, went down to... Highway 22 or Route 22, and because that was an area that we were suggested to, to check out, and then went to rode that to Highway or Route 18, 
And when we got off there at 18, there's like, I cannot remember the name of that place. It looked like it might have been like some type of big big hall to, to do shows or events or something in. Massive parking lot back in there. But there was a couple little ponds just off of there. Even though there were some guardrails 16 years ago, who knows? Maybe they weren't there. Well, you know, obviously, well, we don't know. But we, we did run the drone out through there and check all of that. It's pretty shallow, pretty clear. Didn't notice anything. I did check the video footage later and just didn't see anything that would have thrown a question mark for us to uh, investigate further. Might I add, it was very cold that morning, too. So, <laughs> so we, we rode that base. We rode that route all the way to Independence Township. And we were looking for anything that would look like, you know, where a vehicle, could, a deep area vehicle could have disappeared because, again, small vehicle. Nothing stood out in all of our years of experience having dealt with these type of things. Didn't see anywhere. There was a couple of spots, and, you know, we, we checked. But, again, we, we, we paid attention to the surroundings. Now, I understand 16 years ago it could have been a little bit different. But... You know, lots of farmland, lots of, you know, homes, shops, buildings, barns on this property. You can just tell it's just area where, where people were always moving around doing, probably hunting, you know, doing stuff on their land, checking fences, all different types of things like that. So nothing stood out that we, we felt where a vehicle could have been put in a position deep enough or far enough away where it, it could be unnoticed for 16 years. It would just nothing stood out of anywhere that we checked. Plus, you got to think, too, a red vehicle, yes, it does snow pretty. matter of fact, there's snow on the ground while we're up there. I'm sure there are times they get some heavy snow, but as that starts to melt, sun starts to melt and move it around, that red is going to stick out like a sore thumb against all that white snow. So didn't come up with anything there. But again, we, we still wanted to run the routes. But then what we did is we backtracked from where she would have left from there to run the normal route because we were told that there was some road construction during that time period that she probably would have avoided her, her normal way to, to get there. We, we did run that normal route backwards all the way up. And the only thing that we come up with is the fact that it ran the Ohio River. There were a few spots where, again, depending on how things were back then, you know, if, if there were any type of uh, guardrails or, or anything of that nature up, if there weren't, I mean, there were a few spots, very possible a vehicle could have gone off into there. Now, you got to think, you know, you, you got two ways to look at this. Number one, you know, let's just say, you know, for, for example, say she did run her normal route to go to the casino. So she did basically come all the way up Highway 2, all the way into uh, to where the Mountaineer Casino was. Uh, like I said, a lot of that is running along the Ohio River. There were a few points where, again, depending on back then, whether there was any type of a barrier, barrier you know, she could have gone off in there, but in broad daylight – you know, everything's hunky-dory. I don't really see that happening. Surely somebody would have seen something. 
you're going to try to use a little common sense here and think that maybe it was the verse, reverse way around. Maybe maybe she did run that route on the way home and just decided that she didn't want to take the back roads. So we'll just maybe construction at 2, 3, or 4 in the morning is minimal or they're not even doing anything so I can get through there. Maybe she did. Maybe she fell asleep at the wheel. There were two or three points coming back down that way. It's very possible. Now, the, the question you have to look at here, obviously, with it being the Ohio River, is the, the size of the river, obviously. You know, running the banks, you know, how, how deep is it off the banks? Anywhere, let's say, up to 20, 30 feet off the bank. You know, but not just how deep, but how is the train under the water? How was it? Has it changed in 16 years? Did it, was it, If a vehicle goes off, is it just going to go straight down there? Or is it a very gradual... And then again, you know, how, how strong of a current is the water? Typically looking at that, we're, we're going to say that's a pretty stout current. That small of a car can, who knows where it could end up. But then Miss Terry did advise where there was a, another group up there, been up there at least once, maybe twice, and did some uh, sonaring and diving in different areas of the Ohio River, well up above here. And in the course of them doing that, they actually found some other vehicles. So now that does give us a little hope, I guess you could say, that, you know, nothing's necessarily getting washed away. But then again, maybe those were washed from, you know, several miles upriver. Just don't 100% know because we don't know who those vehicles belong to, if there was a case involved with them. We don't know, haven't heard anything or been able to find out anything yet. So we're not sure. But those are type factors you've got to think about that play into all of that. Uh, when we ran, when we drove from the casino coming highway two down towards, I believe it was, uh, it was coming towards East Steubenville or Steubenville. That's where we were going to meet Miss Terry. You know, there were a couple spots, you know, it was like six or eight lane highway total and coming through, looks like, you know, I'm assuming like some type of steel mills. You're almost like driving right through the middle of a, a couple of these massive factories or what, whatever they were. But everything's nice and flat all the way up to the edge of the river. And here we are. This is, what, 2023. And there were a lot of open area all the way up to the water's edge. So now we're wondering, with exception of a few spots, that there were some concrete barriers. But again, 16 years ago, was there anything like that there then? So that being said, several spots down through there, you know, did, did – uh, did she fall asleep, lose control? You know, was, again, was the highway back then, was it a six-lane highway? Was it just a four-lane highway? I mean, it could have even been a two-lane. But, you know, depending on the, the how what the road conditions were back then, the size of it, how far away, could she have just gone off in there? Maybe, you know, she went off the road and started out across there, woke up, panicked, and... You know, who knows how fast she was going and just didn't have time to react or do what she needed to do and went off into the water. That's a possibility. There are quite a few spots like that. So therein lies, you know, the the the, the million-dollar question, where and how strong was the current? You know, it, were, were the conditions just right that if something like that or similar happened and she went off into that water, you know, what was the terrain just as she went off in that water? Was it enough to catch the car and move it? It could have moved it out, moved it down. 
there's several possibilities to that scenario. That's what makes this so tough. So, you know, it, it's literally going to require a, a, a pretty large size boat with a sonar, not just some of the small ones you see us or, or other, other organizations use, because that, that's pretty hefty river and pretty, pretty heavy flowing. So you're going to be able, you're going to need the ability to have something that can maneuver that smoothly and with pretty good ease, but you're going to have to pretty much run that sonar in these three or four areas for, for quite a distance. I mean, quite honestly, if you want to be really thorough, you may even have to, from the point of where this all could have happened down to where she would have gotten off to go towards Independence if she ran Highway 2, you may even have to go past that exit a few miles. I mean, it's a lot of ground to cover, and it's it's pretty tedious. So, and again, that all just comes back to you know the the size and the flow of the water in this river. But we we checked a few other things. We we ran the drone in about four other places, just looking, checking. We actually have a listener from another area who had been paying attention and had sent us a couple of their ideas. And we, we did check that. Unfortunately, there was nothing to it. One of them actually looked really promising. So quite honestly, we were disappointed. Just for a simple fact, it would have been great to have found this just to finally bring closure to this whole situation. So unfortunately, that didn't happen. But at the same time, you have to be positive and, and realize and understand, well, now you just eliminated this, 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 and this. And, and that's how the, these, these, these things go is you do more, a lot more eliminating than you do finding, at least in, in the beginning. So, that, that, but again, that, 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 that gives us some ideas next go round. Uh, the only other thing, and, and that this is what was stated, you know, she was, she was there approximately, like I said, roughly about 13 hours or so at, at the casino. She was seen, you know, kind of pretty much moving about, you know, went to a few different spots. Uh, I think saying she was like in the bingo area a few times then she went to the the gaming side of, of the uh, casino apparently she liked playing slot machines no one really noticed her conversing with somebody on camera anybody in there didn't really notice anything out of the ordinary about her or her situation didn't see her moving around with anyone else didn't see her come and go or leave with anyone else and from my understanding when she left there was no notice of another vehicle like right behind her or shortly thereafter leaving behind her, same direction, anything like that. So all of that type of information, honestly, at this point is leading us to believe that it was just absolutely, it was just one of those situations to where it was an accident. That That's what a lot of this is looking like. And... I guess that's good and bad. We feel that if you know if that were the case, then at least you know nothing horrible happened to her as far as in that sense. Doesn't make it any easier because again, almost sixteen years later, the, the the lady's still missing, and and we hate that. We we would love to get this resolved and over and done with, 
But it, it looks like it's very possible it's going to be one of the situations where it j- just just an accident. Fell asleep at the wheel or, you know, that time of year. Again, we don't know what the weather was like that particular night, if there were snow or ice on the ground. You know, maybe there was something similar to that. Because, again, I know this was February when Mike and I were up there, but then there was snow and ice everywhere. So, but maybe, you know, it could have been something as simple as that and hit, a you know, some black ice or just a, a patch and caught her off guard and an accident happened. So it could have been anything of that nature. So, you know, at this point, we don't have much more you know, to work with or go on except for the simple fact it's going to take, and it's, in my opinion, it's going to take a pretty big team effort to properly sonar what all needs to be sonared. We feel fairly confident that if you can do that thoroughly and very precisely and cover all the areas we absolutely think need to be covered and then some, you know, going downriver, obviously, Pretty good chance may very well find that car. I mean, we, we feel pretty good about that, but it's it's a pretty large area, and again, that that that's a large river. That's, that's a heavy flowing river, so it, it, it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a task. But that that's that's what we feel it, it's going to take. You know, are we going to go back up there? We we would like to. Uh, Again, you know, most of what we deal with and have dealt with, you know, we, we have smaller craft, a lot easier to maneuver most of where we go and what we do. So they would not be the uh, proper vehicle for, for, for this type of situation. So being the size, or not really the size of that river so much as the flow of the river. So hopefully we, we can get something figured out here in the near future and, and try to do something. Or if not, maybe we can get another group or some other interest and kind of, like I said, kind of do it like, like a, a collaborative effort, a big group, see what we can do here. So again, you know, we, we hate this whole situation. You know, Miss Adams, from what we understand, was just, was a very quiet, kept to herself kind of lady. She wasn't married, didn't have children. You know, she just, I, apparently, I, I guess she worked, did her own thing. You know, she loved to gamble and, and play bingo, those type of things. And uh, lived with her brother. And from what we understand, her brother really didn't have anything negative or concerning to say. Uh, there was a mention of kept her, he kept one of her credit cards locked in a safe because apparently she really enjoyed gambling a lot. So didn't want her to grab access to that and, and go through it, I guess. So, you know, if that's the worst thing, then, hey, I, I think she was doing pretty good. Again, we're, we're sorry that none of us have been able, all the groups that have tried, we, we haven't been able to, you know, to find some type of closure or answers. Uh, but, but just so this is known, one more time, again, Miss Karen Adams, she would have been five foot four, 120 pounds, had at least was stated at the time, long curly brown hair down to her uh, to her, her shoulders, had standard pierced ears. So she was a pretty slim lady. Uh, she was 54 at the time. She was driving a 2005 red, maybe maroon, but everybody keeps saying red, Suzuki Forenza, four-door sedan, kind of like size of like a Corolla or a Honda Civic, something like that. And... Uh, 
you saw now the picture that I showed you is just what the vehicle body style looked like. I was not the exact vehicle to color, but I had a Pennsylvania license plate of Echo Tango Delta five five eight seven, and again was last seen at the Mountaineer Casino and racetrack. That was in West Virginia, Hancock County, West Virginia. She lived in uh, Independence Township, Pennsylvania. Roughly, depending on which way you went, traffic and all that, you know, it, it's under an hour drive. But, again, she left in the middle of the night or early that morning, between 3 and 4 a.m. that morning, and nothing unusual, didn't see anything suspicious with other people, anyone she talked to, vehicle leaving right behind her or shortly thereafter, nothing of that nature. But... That was the last time anyone ever heard from or seen Miss Adams again. So if you know anything, if you have any information, maybe you've heard somebody else speak of it. Ironically, here we are down in South Carolina and ran across a young lady who was uh, raised, born and raised up not far, somewhere around the Pittsburgh area. And she knew about this and her family knew about it. So pretty interesting to run across them, but kind of the same thing they were talking about. You know, they knew a haul about the casino, so they were kind of talking about the route from there and kind of the obvious choices. So it kind of made me feel good because what they said coincided a lot with what Mikey and I ended up putting together and, and working on. So we feel pretty confident of where we are at, at this point. But again, if someone knows anything, has heard anything, I know it's been almost 16 years. Who knows? Maybe a family member, a friend, a coworker just remembered something odd on the way home that night. Just saw something. It just didn't click at the time, but now maybe it does. You know, anything like that. A certain area off of either one of these roadways, Highway 2, Highway 22, Highway, you know, Highway 18, you know, any of those routes where something like this or something even closely similar to this type of a situation seeing that something similar to that vehicle, if not that vehicle, on the side of the road, or even if they were just sitting there, or maybe it just, you know, looked like it was moving in, in, an, odd, in an odd way or an odd direction. Anybody remembers anything like that, please reach out to us and let us know. You can uh, e email us at loudwateroutfitters at gmail.com. You can message us on the Loudwater Outfitters Facebook page, not a problem. Uh, I know... Mikey, I believe, has a phone number on there. I have a phone number on my Palmetto Sleuth page. You can shoot us a text or, or, or what have you. But, again, you know something or know somebody that may or has heard somebody say something about anything similar, please reach out to us, let us know. Anything and everything could be the possible one little teeny tiny piece of information, a little clue that can help us close this out, bring closure to the family, and for law enforcement to close this case out. So, again, Hope everyone enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed uh, what you're seeing in the podcast, trying to do things, get things a lot better. Appreciate all of the support from our awesome Loudwater Outfitters community. We love you guys. Again, we greatly, greatly appreciate you so much. Thank you for following us. Again, you know, spread the word. Get, help us get this out there, get out there what we're doing, and get other people, family, friends, coworkers, what have you, all of your Facebook pals. Get them to follow us, subscribe to our YouTube channels, help us build this up so we can help more families, hopefully, bring their family, loved ones home, you know, bring closure, get these cases solved so we can move on to the next. Again, you know something, say something. 
please help these families. It's, it, it means a, a tremendous amount because, again, you know, can't imagine going through life in a situation like this of not knowing where, where your loved one is. So thank you so much. Hope you guys have a great week and a great weekend coming up. Again, if you know something, say something. See you guys in the next. Thank you.